Welcome to The Reconnected Mama, the non-parenting podcast for moms about moms. I'm your host, Megan O'Brien, a Midwest mom of three boys obsessed with living my best life and helping you do the same. After discovering that so many conversations for moms centered around parenting, family, career, or homemaking, I'm bringing you a different conversation, one that focuses on you because putting yourself first, mama, is not selfish. Together, we'll work on leaning into your inner voice to create clarity and action around living a fulfilled life, ditching mom guilt for good, and being the best version of yourself in both motherhood and life. Welcome back to the Reconnected Mama podcast. I am so happy to have you listening today, whatever you are doing And we're here, friends. We are in the midst of the holiday season. And I thought it was the perfect time to talk about this concept that I came across several years ago. And I absolutely believe that it is true, um, especially for me. And so whether or not you've heard of it before, it is called decision-making fatigue. And now is the perfect time because in the middle of the holidays, we have more decisions thrown upon us than any other time of year. And so this is a concept that I wanted to talk about because whether or not you've heard of it before, I think there are so many people that suffer from this that may or may not know they're suffering from this. And there are ways that we can help reduce this fatigue that we get from the amount of decisions that we make. And if you're a mom, you're not only making decisions for yourself, but also for your kids and your family. So that doubles, triples, quadruples, depends on the amount of kids you have, how many decisions you're making in a day and what ages your kids are especially, right? Because if they're younger, they can't make a lot of these decisions on their own. By the time the average person goes to bed, they've made over 35,000 decisions, which takes time and energy. And that is from Dr. Lisa McLean, psychiatrist and chief wellness officer at Henry Ford Health System, in an article that she wrote for the American Medical Association. 35,000 decisions. That's insane. So no wonder why we're going to bed physically, mentally, and emotionally drained from our day. So why is this such an issue? Well, the more decisions you're making on a daily basis, the more it leads to the feeling of mental and emotional fatigue or exhaustion, which therefore makes your decision-making ability worse. So what can happen is that the more decisions you're making, it wears on your brain and it causes your brain to look for shortcuts. So you may have difficulty making the right decision. Uh, You have impulse buying issues or avoidance. You're just avoiding things altogether because you don't want to make those decisions. And I know that is my flavor of choice. Um, For me, it's definitely avoidance. I just tend to ignore it or put it off or not even address it because I'm so mentally exhausted that I just don't even want to think about it. Um, But that can lead to, you know, where we're looking for those areas of convenience. Think unhealthy foods or fast foods or we're, we're buying things that we don't need because it just, you know, I'm doing air quotes, makes life easier when we don't have to make all these other decisions. So how do we address decision-making fatigue? How can we set ourselves up for success 
where we're not feeling drained and exhausted by the end of the day? How can we simplify this process? And that is definitely something that is a little bit harder to do during the holidays just because of all that extra stuff that we have going on in this season. But today I'm going to talk about six ways that you can really address or combat this decision-making fatigue if you feel that you're suffering from this to begin with. So think of if you're, you know, you have brain fog, if you are feeling just mentally and emotionally drained by the end of the day, if you find yourself like me avoiding decisions or avoiding having to make decisions, or you notice by the end of the day you have impulse control or you're making bad decisions just because, again, you don't want to think about it, you're too tired, you don't want to make the decision, you know, whatever that looks like, um, really recognizing how you're feeling and if you are suffering from decision-making fatigue, again, whether or not you've heard of this concept before or not, I think it is something that is, is definitely gotten worse just due to the amount of of choices that we have these days, right? I mean, I don't know if you've heard this example before, but I've heard it several times, like you go to the bread aisle and you have an entire aisle of bread. It's all the same stuff. It's just in, you know, it's made with different ingredients or it's labeled differently or whatever it is, but we have so many choices that we are presented with on a daily basis. And that is why it can lead to this exhaustion, this drainage, this brain fog, all these other issues that can come along with it. So these are in no particular order, but definitely ways that if you feel you are suffering or noticing that you're um, maybe experiencing some of these behaviors from decision-making fatigue or having to make too many decisions in your day, six different ways that you can really work to reduce the amount of decisions that you're making. Therefore, it'll help you set yourself up for success by making better, clearer decisions, taking away that impulse, those impulse issues or those decisions of convenience that aren't necessarily healthy for you or your family or things that you don't even want in the first place. But just because, you know, by the end of the day, you're so tired and exhausted, you're just making those decisions and then you regret them the next day because they're not in in alignment with, you know, what you had thought you wanted that day or the goals that you have set up for yourself. So, Uh, number one is streamline your choices. You know, this can look like simplifying your closet and what you're wearing. Oftentimes, you know, if we're having impulse control issues, impulse buying and we're shopping and, you know, buying all these things and maybe we try it on and we wear it once and then we leave it in our closet because it's not our favorite. Well, how can you reduce the clutter in your closet? How can you simplify the choices that you're making in your outfits Whether or not you like these people or not, Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs are known to wear the same clothes every single day, or at least the same version of the clothes, like a dark shirt and same kind of pants um, that they just rotate because it takes away one less decision that they have to make. Again, whether or not you like them or agree with how they've gone about life, um, totally a different story, but just an example of really successful people choosing to simplify these you know, less important decisions in their life so that they have more energy for the bigger decisions. Uh, 
you could set out your outfit the night before. So in the morning, I know for me, there's been countless days where, you know, you're standing in your closet looking at all the clothes you have and you're like, what am I going to wear today? What do I feel like? Hmm, what do I have? And again, it's just your brain is working to make those decisions. So how can you simplify that by, you know, deciding the night before what you're going to wear or, you know, just simplifying your your clothes to just, you know, a few tops, a few bottoms, depending on what season you're in or what that looks like for you, but just really simplifying those decisions. Um, This could look like making lists, like when you go shopping at the grocery store, so you're not going up and down the aisles or you don't have impulse control issues when you're at the grocery store thinking about what to buy because you already have your list. You've already decided what you need. You go by that list and you're done. You're in and out and you don't have to worry about making those other decisions. You know, tasks, things that you have on your plate. I know I talked about this in a prior podcast, but how can you brain dump all the tasks that you have into, you know, uh, your calendar, whether that's on the computer or paper, like how can you simplify those tasks so that you don't have those running in your head. Write them down, get them out of your mind, and then schedule sometime in your week, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever you might have to just tackle some of those items on your to-do lists. Um, Cut out things that aren't important. What are you making decisions on on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you just don't have to decide? You can just take that off off your plate. You can cut things out that really don't matter and take away some of those decisions that you're making to ease some of that exhaustion and fatigue. Number two, try to delegate decisions as much as you can. You know, for me, how this looks as um, very type A personality I oftentimes try to make a lot of decisions for my kids. Um, For example, you know, what they wear, what they're going to bring for snack at school or whatever that is. And I have had to learn, especially um, by the third kid, how to empower them to make these decisions for themselves. You know, I don't need to decide what my four-year-old is bringing for snack. I ask him every single day what do you want to bring today? And his answer is like, well, what do we have? And I give them two or three options. Doesn't have to be the whole cabinet, but give them two or three options and they're going to pick for themselves. Then you don't have to worry about that decision, right? I gave up trying to lay out clothes for them or trying to help kind of steer them into what to wear. I have preferences on special holidays or things like that, but Usually they just come out in whatever they want to wear anyways. So I let go of having to make those decisions or feeling like I needed to make those decisions for them. Does my four-year-old match? Does my 10-year-old match is the question. No, half the time, probably more than half the time, none of my boys match. Like between their socks, their pants, their shirts, whatever. It doesn't matter. I have had to let go of the idea that we're going to be that, you know, Instagram family that's all in these matching clothes and, you know, their hair is combed and everyone looks uh, very put together. That's just not us. And I've empowered them to make those decisions for themselves. And actually, it helps give them confidence too in really leaning into feeling confident and being able to make those decisions for themselves and trusting their decisions instead of having to rely on, hey, mom, and then asking me for me to make the decision. I know my oldest definitely struggles with this. Um, And maybe this is something you notice in your kids too. 
but he struggles with feeling confident in making decisions. So he'll come to me with something and it's really something honestly, like a personal preference for him, or he's, you know, trying to decide what he wants to do. And I'm like, buddy, this is your decision. You just have to figure out what you want and make that decision. I'm not going to make it for you. And so then you can let go of those decisions and then at the same time, empower your kids to feel confident to make those decisions for themselves. Um, is there any area in your life where you're micromanaging? Again, is that coming to your ki- with your kids or your family or, you know, is that at work? Do you lead people and um, have you become a micromanager where you're kind of looking over everybody's shoulders and, and making sure that they're making decisions that you feel they should make? How can you take a step back and look at any areas in your life where you might be micromanaging and practice letting others make those decisions. And then, you know, if you need to review those down the road or whatever that looks like, make adjustments or tweaks, but don't make the initial decisions. Empower the people around you to be confident in those decisions and then take those things off of your plate. Um, Set deadlines to space out decision decisions. Um, Decide what needs to be done now and what can you schedule for later. So again, that might be looking in your schedule, looking at your calendar, looking at what's coming up and determining, okay, well, what do I need to decide right now? And what can I maybe look at next week or set a deadline like, okay, I'm going to review this next week and I'll make a decision on that then. And then at least you know you have that space where you don't need to decide everything right now, but you are looking how you can space those decisions out and schedule those decisions for later. Number three, make big decisions in the morning. The research shows that the best time to make a decision is in the morning. That's when we are the most accurate or excuse me, make the most accurate and thoughtful decisions. We tend to be more cautious and meticulous. So if you have any big decisions you need to make in your life, try to do those in the morning because that's when you're going to be the most clear. That's when you have the most energy. You know, you haven't made so many decisions throughout the day yet. And that's really when you can do your best decision making. So if it's the end of the evening and, you know, you and your husband or spouse or family member whatever, you know, business partner, whatever it is, are having a conversation and there's a really big decision involved, um, try to see if you can, you know, postpone that or schedule a meeting in the morning sometime and circle back and evaluate that then so that you can make sure that you have a clear head when you're making those big decisions. Uh, We generally hit a plateau plateau by the afternoon and the evening, and that's when our decisions tend to become more impulsive. You know, this could look like two with making decisions in the morning, you know, making sure that your meals are planned out for the day. Like, what are you having for dinner? Do you have all the supplies available? Because again, you know, by the end of the day, if we are not prepared, if we haven't made a plan, if we're trying to come up with dinner and it's like four or five o'clock, more often than not, our decisions are going to be a little bit more impulsive. They're not going to be the best decisions that we might uh, want to make or would have made had we been more prepared for that. 
Number four, stop second guessing yourself. You waste more energy by rehashing decisions that you've already made. So if you've made a decision and then you're sitting there and you're thinking about, well, was this the right decision? And what about this? And what about that? That is just taking even more energy away from the decisions that you need to make in the future. So be confident that you made the right decision at that moment. And if you need to make adjustments later down the road, if you made a decision and something needs to be tweaked, you know, down the road because it looks differently then, or maybe things have changed or whatever that might be, then make those adjustments then. It's hard to, in the moment, you know, really think about all of the different things that can happen, the what ifs. And yes, with the big decisions, we want to play those out. We want to see what that looks like. But in some of those smaller, less important decisions, just make a decision. Don't second guess yourself, you know, really be confident that you're making the right decision in the moment and go with that and then let it be. Number five, develop daily routines. The more we can create routines and put less important and put those less important tasks on autopilot, then you won't get fatigued over those small decisions that you're making every single day. So what this looks like is think about the big decisions you make every day. You know, what you have for breakfast, what you have for lunch, what you have for dinner, like what you're eating, what you're wearing, um, if you're working out or not working out or anything like that. Think about the decisions you're making every single day and how can you simplify it? How can you just make it part of your routine? And then by changing your habits and setting up the right routines, you can decrease the anxiety and conserve your energy for the decisions that really matter. So an example of this for me, I have the same thing for breakfast every single day. I don't have to think about it. I have had a protein shake every single day since I think it's been since like 2017 and I still love it. I don't get tired of it. I actually look forward to it every single day and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think, well, what am I having for dinner and what do we, or for breakfast? What am I going to make? What do we have? What am I feeling? I just know every single morning, this is what I'm having. And it just makes that routine. It's, it's autopilot, right? So then I have more energy to focus on the bigger decisions that I need to make throughout the day. You know, same with workouts. Instead of, should I work out today? Should I not work out today? Again, you're going back and forth about thinking and making the decision on whether or not you should work out. Just make it part of your routine. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day, but just go, okay, well, I know from this to this time, this is when I work out. And it might look like a walk one day. It might look like a hit workout at, you know, a, a local gym one day or whatever that is, whatever it looks like for you. How can you just start making those decisions that you make every single day more of a routine so that you can put those on autopilot and decrease that mental and emotional fatigue you have by the end of the day? Number six, limit your access to external stimulation. There's no doubt that we are exposed to more consumerism than ever before. You know, your mindless scrolls on social media are exposing you to more decisions. I know there have been plenty of times where I've been mindlessly scrolling on Instagram and then all of a sudden I'm shopping online and have like five things in my cart and I'm like, wait a minute, how did I get here? Then I X out my cart 
I don't buy anything or I do. And then I'm like, "Mm, probably shouldn't have purchased those items. It was an impulse buy, right? Because I wasn't thinking about it. Or, you know, it's just when we have access to all of these social, this social media content, it just creates more of these decisions in our head. Like you get those pop-ups for the shopping and then you're looking at, you know, shoes and sweaters and holiday outfits or, you know, gifts. We're scrolling through gifts and then we're like trying to think about all of the decisions of what should we get these people and what do they like? And it just creates so much fatigue in our mind that if we're limiting our access to external stimulation, then we're taking away the ability of these advertisements, this marketing, whatever it is, to penetrate into our mind, creating more decisions that we don't need to make in that moment. So highly recommend limiting your access to external stimulation you know, if you are shopping or if you are looking for something specific or do need to go on social media, you know, be really clear about that ahead of time. Like, I okay, I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes and here's specifically what I'm doing. You know, I'm shopping for X person and this is what I'm looking for. Or I need to do, you know, if you're doing something for work or business or whatever that is, um, I'm doing market research. And again, I'm setting a timer for 30 minutes or an hour and I'm specifically doing this and I'm not going to do that mindless scrolling. Just limit your access to it so your brain doesn't have to work extra hard about all these little decisions that might pop up when, you know, you think you're just doing um, an innocent mindless scroll. So friends, that is what I have in regards to decision-making fatigue. It's a lot being a mom, a parent, running a family, you know, if you're working outside the home or working inside the home or whatever that looks like, we have so many decisions that we need to make, not only for ourselves, but our loved ones on a daily basis. So give yourself some love and attention and, you know, help set up those healthy habits, set yourself up for success by making sure that you are, you know, have the time and energy to really make the decisions you want to be making, take away that impulsivity, take away that convenience or that feeling of needing convenience because you're so exhausted or that avoidance behavior, which can also cause a lot of problems if you're just avoiding making decisions in the first place. It's hard in today's world and especially in this holiday season. But if we can focus on it, if we can have a lot of intention around it, that's only going to help us stay in alignment with what our goals are, what our values are, what our beliefs are, and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we're the healthiest mentally and emotionally as well as physically that we can possibly be by making sure that we're making the decisions we want to make that help to create the life that we want to live. I'm sending you so much love in this holiday season. I see you, mama. Make sure that you're taking time for yourself, that you are taking care of yourself first and really creating the experiences you want to create. So until next time. I'm so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me today because I know firsthand how valuable your time is. If you're on Instagram, it would mean the world to me if you shared the episode, tagged me, and told me what you loved about today's conversation. 
This community was literally built for you. So I want to know what is resonating, what you want to hear more of, and what your current challenges are. If you want to connect further, head on over to thereconnectedmama.com to learn more about this community and how we can work together. Remember, Mama, you deserve to live your best life, so don't settle.